Uh, I want to uh, just turn to our scripture right now in Mark chapter 3. You can make some noise right there where you are. Mark chapter 3, verse 13. Come on. Uh, and here's what it says in verse 13. It says, afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain, and he called out the ones that he wanted to go with him. It says, and they came to him. And then he appointed 12 of them as his apostles, and they were to accompany him. And then he would send them out to preach, giving them authority to cast out demons. And so what we see here in this context is Jesus is calling his disciples together, his followers together. And, and there's a twofold calling that we find throughout Scripture for the disciples 2,000 years ago and for disciples and followers of Jesus today. That the twofold call is this, is that he calls you to himself, he calls you in, and then he calls you out to touch other people's lives to advance the kingdom of God in the earth, to do what God has called you to do, to accomplish the divine assignments that God has prepared for you before the foundations of the earth, that there are assignments, there is destiny, and there is purpose on your life, yes you, right where you are. No matter if you feel it, no matter if you feel qualified, if you feel ready, there are things that God wants to reveal to you in this season as he calls you to himself in relationship, in intimacy, in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, and he's saying from that place, I'm now sending you out to touch the world and to see the glory of God all over this world. And so this is what God is calling us to. This is his mission. Sometimes it's important for us to remember um, that even though that God has, is here to give us abundant life, he's here to call us into our best days, he's here to uh, create um, just incredible circumstances for us, like that's the kind of heavenly father we have, is that we have to remember we are also following a man, and that man is on a mission. That man is Jesus. And the Bible says that he came to seek and to save and to serve the lost, that he came to advance a kingdom right here in the earth. And we follow that man on mission. And that we would be a people who would go out and love in the power of God, that Jesus said this in John 20, 21. He says, as the Father has sent me, I now send you. Saved people are sent people. And so in this season of your life, if you're praying about purpose and what God's, you know, God, what do you have for me? I just wanna encourage right now in the beginning, there is divine destiny on your life. And I just, I, I believe today God wants to reveal some of that, but most importantly, I believe he wants to activate you in some of that with some clarity today. Um, so today, if you're taking notes, the, the title of the message is Called Out. Come on, right where you are, just say, Called Out. Called Out, come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. Uh, Lord, I'm just so grateful today, Lord, that... Um, You've given us another day, Lord, to just worship you, to love you, to be loved by you, to follow you, uh, Lord, to be in community with one another and to just walk this life, God, and to enjoy the things that, um, that you've given us. And Father, we just thank you right now, Lord, that you are still on the throne, that you are king, that you are Lord, that you're the shepherd and, and the guardian of our souls, God. We just thank you that you've made yourself available to us and for the relationship that we have. And Father, I pray in these next few moments that, Lord, that you would give me the ability through your anointing and your grace, Lord, that in my weakness you would be strong, and give the ability, Lord, to just make much of Jesus today. God, I pray that as we come around your word from wherever we are around the world, God, that this word would pierce our hearts, God, that the truth of your word would set us free, God, because you said it was the word that would set us free. It was truth that would bring freedom into our lives. And so we claim that, and we, we thank you for it. We, re, we receive it today, God. And I just pray, even now, um, as, as was prayed earlier, Lord, I just pray or just a release of healing in people's bodies right now. God, I pray, Lord, that wherever people are, God, if they're feeling discouraged or disappointed, or depressed. God, I pray even right now, would you touch their minds? Would you touch their hearts? Uh, would you touch their bodies in the name of Jesus? And Lord, we just speak wholeness, health, and the overflow of what you came to give in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. 
Well, I, I think there's something about me you gotta know is that I uh, am a person who, who always finds myself in some really uncomfortable situations. I don't know if anyone else is like that. Um, I find myself all throughout my life, I don't know if it's a personality thing, I don't know if it's just wrong time, wrong people, wrong place, I don't know. I find myself in really uncomfortable uh, situations. Uh, I'm a people person. Um, I, I've been married almost nine years to my beautiful wife, Natalie. We've got a little boy and a foster son. And, uh, and so I remember one day, though, after church, as we were all here, we were kind of talking around down at the altar time, and, and there was people surrounding. And, and I walked up, and I saw my wife talking to a group of people. And I said, I'm just going to surprise her. I'm going to walk up behind her. I'm going to give her a big old bear hug, you know, like only a husband should give a wife. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hug her, spin her around, surprise her, maybe scare her a little bit. And, uh, you know, just kind of flirting a little bit in church. That's okay. Um, and so I walk up, and, uh, and so I, I walk up behind her, and I, and I wrap my arms around her, and I pick her up, and I spin her around, and, and as I spin her around, I, I notice her body just gets like as stiff as a board, and she gets super uncomfortable, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like it totally worked, it's amazing, it's awesome, I can't wait to see your face, and she gets down, and she turns around, she looks at me, and I go, oh, you are not my wife, and, and, and there's this moment uh, that I had in the moment where she goes, and I don't even, I, I recognized her, but we didn't know each other. Um, she looked at me and she goes, Pastor Mark. And I was like, I am, I am, I, I gotta, I'm sorry. You know, and I just kind of like walked away. Like I was so uncomfortable in that moment. Like I just wanted to get away. I just wanted to get out of there. You know, that was multiple years ago. I haven't seen her since. So I'm like, hopefully she found a great church and I'm, I'm sorry to Pastor Paul. But I, you know, it was a moment. It was an uncomfortable moment. Everybody say uncomfortable. There's one more time that comes to my mind. I was walking, I drove in one day to the gym, I was going to the gym, and I was in the parking lot, and as I was just about to get out of my car, I noticed a friend of mine come driving in on a motorcycle, and you know, he's revving you know, the engine of the motorcycle, super loud, uh, he comes whipping around this corner, the, the tires are just squealing, and, uh, and he comes and pulls into a parking spot, and I was like, I got an idea, I'm gonna mess with him a little bit. I uh, am gonna just make fun of him, I'm gonna get out there and maybe challenge him a little bit. And so I get out of my car, and I'm walking to this guy's motorcycle, and I go, hey, hey buddy, I bet you feel real cool, like real tough, because you can kinda come in like that, and I'm just thinking, you know, we're gonna laugh it up here in a moment. And as I get closer, I realize that this guy starts to kinda back up, and he's kinda hanging are coming up and he's got a helmet like that's not fair in a fight right and so and so I'm just there and all of a sudden I realized like oh you are you are not my friend and I was like oh I don't know what to do and so I was just like bro I'm so sorry I didn't mean it like I thought you were my buddy and he was like okay and we were standing in front of the gym like so at that moment like we both would have probably walked in at that point but I just was like I'm not even gonna go to the gym so I just went into my car and I left um, you know something I didn't share with our 9 a.m. service that I actually thought about was multiple months later this is a funny story I, I'm down praying at the altar of our of our church and I, I go up behind someone to pray for him and you know just like God's really moving on my heart I'm like I feel like I got a word for this guy and um, and I put my hand on his back I'm praying and when he turns around it's the guy from the gym and he just goes you <laughs> he just goes you and I was like yeah did you like to pray and he was like no and I was like all right um, everybody say uncomfortable we are just, we find ourselves in really uncomfortable moments, and if there's something that I've learned about uncomfortable moments is that we actively uh, strive to avoid uncomfortable moments. Like, we do not like them, we don't wanna be a part of them, we wanna stand outside of them. Uh, at least the most, most of us are that way. Uh, we don't wanna stand in uncomfortable moments, that we actually are trying to constantly plant ourselves in an environment, in a place that's comfortable, right? Comfortable salary, a comfortable family, a comfortable job, a, a comfortable friend setting, uh, comfortable habits. Like we want comfortable things in our life. Even right now, right, in this season, 
A lot of the conversations that, that, that I, I will hear and I will hear people talk about are some of the comforts that they have lost through this season, right? Like at, at some point you can go grab a, a, a coffee wherever you wanted, but now everything's shut down. Uh, you can go see a movie and go find entertainment, but, but everything's shut down. You can go get your, your, your hair did and get your nails done and kind of do all that, but, but everything was shut down. And, and you wanna go to a restaurant and literally, I don't even have to eat there, I just wanna sit in the booth but everything is shut down, right? Like it's, we're, we talk about like these comfortable things and I think it's revealed something about us in this season that we really like to be comfortable. Now I'm saying it's a bad thing, it's not, a, not an evil thing, it's not wrong, um, but there is a danger to it and this is really what I wanna talk about here this morning is that there's a danger to, to comfort because oftentimes what I, what I face and I think what we all face at some point is a tension and that tension is to be more committed to our comfort zone and the comfortable things in our life more than the calling that God has on our life that God speaks, that God calls, that God leads, and that God is wanting to get you to a certain place and a destination in multiple areas of your life, whether it be family, finances, ministry, um, uh, reaching the lost. There's so many different areas that God is constantly leading us in as we follow this man on mission. But oftentimes what happens is we commit more to what's comfortable than to the call of God and we know what he's speaking on our life. I wanna illustrate it for you, our amazing team. They've pulled together this couch for me. Uh, I, I don't think they made it, but they did bring it up. And so. Uh, this couch represents our comfort zones. It represents the areas in our life that are super comfortable. It's just like, this is nice, this is good, this is comfortable, this is like loungy, this is, um, this is really what we're going after. You know, most people in life, if you were to ask them what they want, they would say, I wanna be happy. And when they describe what's happy, they describe what's comfortable. And so I want that, I want, I want cozy comfort for my life. And so, so we lock in here, we commit to this, we, we, we build a life that will, that will allow us to sit on a couch like this and we call that our comfort zone. It's just where we thrive, it's where we go, it's what we love. Uh, and then all of a sudden there's a call that comes out to you. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you, if you walk after him, if you're a disciple, God doesn't just call you to him, God's not against comfort, in fact he is the comforter, come on Jesus, uh, but he, he, he's not against some of those things, but he is against you being more committed to this than the thing he's called you to step into. And so what happens sometimes is we'll sit in our, in our comfort zones and across the stage represents kind of the call of God on your life and he says, uh, you're walking through Walmart, you're walking through um, you know, your place of business and, and someone's walking the other way and all of a sudden you just sense this prompting in your heart, share, share your faith with that guy, tell that guy about me. And you, know, you pull one of these, raise your hand if you've done this before. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like, wait, who, wait, what? That guy who just passed me out? I'm like, oops. Sorry, he's gone. I, I guess I can't do it. You know, I, like I've been there before where you find yourself uh, where you're like, I, I want to do that. Like, I want to. There's a genuine desire for me to want to lead that man to Christ, to lead him to eternal glory, to do all of those different things, to share the message and the hope and what God has put on me and in my life. But there's this part of us that goes, but it's really uncomfortable. God, can I do it from here, like where it's really comfortable? Can I do it without leaving this place? Can I do it without leaving the comfortable spot in my life? Um, you know, Mark, I'm calling you to foster and adopt. Mark, I'm calling you uh, to, to get connected to a small group. Or maybe he's calling you to write that book or to step into an environment that you haven't known before. Maybe he's calling you to leave business and go into full-time ministry or to leave ministry to go to full-time business. Like maybe God's laying things on your heart. He's speaking things to you. He's revealing things to you. Uh, but, but you're like, God, it just doesn't fall in the comfort zone. And this is where things get really dangerous for us is we can find ourselves more committed to what's comfortable than we can to the very thing and the assignment, the divine assignments that God is trying to get us into. You know, I, I love comfort zones. Comfort zones are really beautiful, but nothing grows in them. 
And I find that many times we, you know, this isn't a, a negative confession, but, but many times what happens is we find ourselves in these comfort zones and the reality is, is that some of us, right, if, if we don't have the tools and the equipment to make that jump and to make that walk, many of us will forfeit some of, the, some of the, the, the amazing things that God wants to bring into our life, the better things that God's trying to get us into for one reason, I'm more committed to this comfort zone than I am to that calling that God is revealing in my life. And so the reason I share that is because I wanna encourage you. I do believe that there are some tools, there are some things that God equips us with in our life, that he gives us some things that if we can attach to, that if we can put some faith into, that God will begin to move us beyond what is comfortable into the calling he has for our life. And let me say this, is that God does not con uh, consistently want you to be in an uncomfortable place. Now, I think it's rare that God will leave you in a really comfortable place. Um, I think he's like, okay, you've grown, it's awesome, it's great, okay, time to move on. You know, and you're like, all right, you know, and you, you've gotta go to the next thing. Um, I feel like that's been my last 10 years. But what happens is God is expanding your comfort zone. He's expanding that place and he pulls you into an uncomfortable place, even if it's just for a season. And as you're in that new place, all of a sudden through expressing your faith and being a good steward and being faithful, your comfort zone then begins to, to, to expand in that place. God doesn't want you to be a constant place of being uncomfortable, but he is saying I don't want you to allow the feelings of being uncomfortable to keep you from what I have for you. So number one here is that I believe is God is calling us to commit to the calling he has for us. Uh, number one is he wants to give you a cause. God wants to revive you with a vision. He wants to fill you and show you and reveal some things uh, in your life. I love Proverbs 29, 18. It says this, that without a vision, people perish, that without a vision, people perish. Now, the word perish here is actually, uh, it, that word means actually to, to wander or to go backwards. And he's saying, I want to give you a vision. I want to show you some things. I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to see something uh, that's going to give you some direction and give you some aim in your life. The reason why so many of us in seasons feel like we're wandering from kind of like this kind of job to this kind of relationship to this kind of thing and we don't feel there's a real sense of purpose and divine destiny and calling on our life is because we don't have the vision that God is trying to release to us in our life. Oftentimes, that's why we wander, it's why we flounder, it's why we walk backwards as we are not a people consumed with a divine vision. The word vision actually means prophetic utterance. It means a, a, to, a, a dream. It means something that is shown, something that you can see. I, I love how Andy Stanley says this. He says that vision is a clear picture of what could be fueled by a conviction that it should be. Uh, this is kind of like uh, Mark Kresge's take on it, what I wrote down just this past week, is a prophetic uh, vision is a prophetic picture in the mind that produces passion in the heart. And I just believe that God wants to give vision. He wants to release things that he has called you to do uh, to be, to be a, the solution to problems, uh, to step into new environments, to, to even just see what is around you and what's already in your lap, the opportunities that are already there. God wants to give you vision to see those things. You know, for me back in... Um, April of 2018, uh, so a couple years ago now, I was, uh, I was speaking at Victory College in our chapel, and uh, the director at the time, he had called me and said, hey, would you like to come share a word? I said, man, I'd love to, I you know, love the students. And uh, as, we were, as we were in worship time before the message, man, it was just, God was moving. I mean, people were, were repenting, people were weeping, people were praying for one another, people were, like, you could just sense God was in the room, and as we were there, um, God began to speak to me. 
God began to give me vision. He began to reveal. He began to show some things uh, about my future and some things that I would be stepping into. And, and I just sensed right there in that moment that Mark, God is, is, is calling you and, and to someday near in the future that you're gonna be a part of serving this college and helping lead and grow uh, in this Victory College. And so I, I said, okay, wow. So I, I hid that in my heart. I didn't tell that to anybody. And about six months later, Pastor Paul, I'm talking with him. We're in a meeting and he said, hey man, I've been praying. I've been seeking. He said, man, I really feel uh, that I'd love for you to pray about uh, your next steps. And I'd love for you to pray about uh, maybe being the, the director of Victory College. And I said, yes. He goes, no, 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 I want you to pray about it first. I said, no, yes. I was like, I, I, I've already prayed about it. Like I have, I, I've, I've heard the Lord. He's given me vision. He has shown me some things. In the last six months, I have been praying. I have been in prayer for these students. I've been in prayer for this college. I have been in prayer uh, for where God wants to bring this particular school. I have been in prayer. And that vision, that, that prophetic picture, it, it caused a passion to rise up on in, in the inside of me for the people that God had called me to reach. This is what he does. He gives you a vision, a dream, a revelation, which is really just revealing where God is going to bring you. God wants to give you that in your life. And here's what it does. It gives, you, it gives you aim, but it also creates passion in your heart. Now, I think sometimes when we think about the word passion, we kind of think about what we enjoy. I, I'm passionate about media, so I take pictures. I, uh, I'm passionate about people, so I like to go to hangouts. I'm passionate you know, about whatever. But the word passion, right, it actually means to suffer. That passion means to suffer. And you think about that, like what in the world does that mean? So, so here's what I want you to write down, is that your passion isn't just what you enjoy, but it's what you're willing to get uncomfortable for. It's what you're willing to get uncomfortable for in your life. See, here's what God wants to do, and I'm telling you that the word of the Lord is he wants to give you a cause, a, a vision that revives you, and that vision will stir a passion on the inside of you that says no matter how difficult this thing is, no matter how much I have to sacrifice, no matter how uncomfortable, I'm, I'm moving forward with passion. It's the thing that you're willing to get uncomfortable for. Have you met any parents, right, where you're like, I, I, I love these kids. God, is, God has given me this dream. He has given me these children, and, and they might drain you financially. They might drain you physically. They might drain your energy, whatever it may be, but at the end of the day, it's all worth it. There's a passion to drive and to, and to do things for your children because you love them. God wants to do the same for you. He wants to give you a vision and a cause that causes passion to rise up and moves you from, from comfortable places where you've been committed to and to say, you know what, even though it's uncomfortable, even though it's not what I expected, even though I didn't think it would look like this, it, it's causing me to move from my comfort zone to the very thing that God's called me to be a part of. This is the way that God works. He gives you vision and a cause. But it's important for us to know um, how to get that. Right? And I love in Habakkuk chapter two, uh, verses one and two, that this was the prophet Habakkuk. And in that time, the, 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 uh, Israel was really in a, a really desperate place. Things were not good. Things were uh, in a very broken place as a, as a community, as a country, as the people of God. And Habakkuk, and he, he goes to God and he says, listen, all of this is happening in my life. All of this is happening to our people. And I just need to know what you're doing in the middle of it. I think sometimes we can walk through a pandemic or, or, or job loss or different things in our life and we're like, God, have you, have you left the throne? Like we would sit, maybe we wouldn't articulate that, but we kind of think it. God, have you forgotten me? Have you, have you stepped away from me in some way? Why, I can't make sense of what's happening around me and I love Habakkuk's example for you and I. It says this in verse one, chapter two. He says, I will climb to my watchtower and I will stand at my guard post and there I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. 
And the Lord God answered me and he said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. I love what he does. He says, I will climb to my guard post and I will stand there and I will wait to see what God has to say. Here's what I wanna encourage you. If you're a believer, if you're a Christian watching this right now, the Bible says that you have full access to the things of God, that you have full access to the presence of God, that his voice has been made available to you. But what's required of you and I is to be a people who will say is I wanna submit and surrender myself and to get focused on what God is speaking right now in my life. Like, like a person back in these days, I love the language, he says I'll climb to the watchtower, I'll stand at my guard post. In those times, you would stand at, at, a, at a, a guard post or on the watchtower and it was to be sober, it was to be vigilant, it was to be focused to see if people were coming or to see what friends or foes were coming. And he's saying there's a, there's a little bit of an intensity to this. There's a, a side of intentionality that I'm not just gonna just pray when I'm getting ready for work or I'm not gonna just pray uh, when I'm driving to work, but I'm gonna take time to get quiet, to, to shut out distractions, and I'm just gonna take some time to see what the Lord would say to me. God, what is it that you have for me in this season? God, what is it that you're leading me into in this season? God, what is it that you wanna say about my family? What is it that you wanna say about my business? What is it that you wanna show me right now, Holy Spirit, that we would be a people who would, who would start asking God, what is the vision that you have for my life? If I can practically say, start asking, and then keep listening. Start asking, and then keep listening. And you know, I love this, this word, uh, the word here in the Old Testament, it's actually the, it's actually the word shema, and it means this, it means to listen with the intent to obey. That you would be a person who says, I'm not just listening to God so I have another option. Because if we're honest, we can find ourselves there. We're, okay, God, uh, would you reveal what you wanna do next year? Would you reveal, man, what, what does the rest of 2020 need to look like? God, would you show me what 2021 is gonna be, right? And you might have a rhyme and some other things put together for it, and you're like, God, would you show me what it is, right? And you're like, I want that. Um, or you might be the person who says, you know, I, I, God, I just, would you show me what it is so I can entertain it next to some other things? Because God, I wanna do this, I wanna do that, and I wanna do that. But what is it, Lord, that you want me to do? And if you're the person who says, I just wanna hear from God so I can entertain it as an option, you're not gonna be the person who clearly hears from the Holy Spirit in your life. And I just wanna shepherd you well in this moment of just helping you to understand that yes, it's sometimes even uncomfortable to, to make time and to make room to just hear from God, but you'll never regret it. You'll never be the person when God speaks to you that you say, man, like I never should have done that. God wants to release a, a vision into your heart and he's calling you to get at your guard post, at your, at your watchtower and say, God, what are you speaking? Give him focused time to be able to do it and he will launch it on the inside of you and then be a person who gives him the yes, even before you know what it is, okay? So that's number one, is God wants to give you a cause. Number two is God wants to give you community, right? And now I know community is kind of a buzzword when it comes to the church, when it comes to um, you know, religious uh, side of things, but spiritual growth is designed to be experienced in the context of community, right? The isolated person, this is not what God has for you. This isn't what God's best for your life. And when God is trying to move you from a place of comfort into a place of calling, when God is trying to move you from a place that might be familiar to unfamiliar, when God is trying to move you from a place that is really known and comfortable to a place that is unknown and uncomfortable, right? God is gonna use community to help you get there. I love this African proverb, it's, it's honestly well known, and it, it says this, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. If you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, 
then go together. And this is what I want for you. This is what we want for you and what we want for our families and our friends and our, and our people is we won't do, don't want to just be a, a, a people group who God reveals something, he speaks something, and we move into that thing, but we're gone in a year or we're gone in two years, but we want to go far. And the idea of this and the secret to this is the community of God. The Bible says that when you get saved, you come into his family and he makes you a, a child of God and a brother and sister of the community of God. And so he calls you to be a part of that and never to be a person who isolates. So here's what I want you to write down if you can. I want you to embrace a community that will protect you and that will push you. Because let me say this, is that not all community is equal. Not all community is the same. You could be connected to some really like cool, fun people that you love hanging out with, but they are not people who will help you grow. There are people that you can connect to that you have a great time hanging out with and they're great chemistry and conversation, but they are not a people who will help you get to the places that God has in store for you. There are some people that God wants to connect to your heart that he's calling you to. And, and, I, and I love that, he's, that he does this. And so he, he gives us community to protect us. First Peter 5, I love it, says this. It says, be alert, sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers, family, throughout the whole world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. And so he's saying that I wanna put you into community that, that, that protects you in this season that you're in. God gives you a dream, he gives you a vision, he reveals calling on your life, and then he puts you into that community because here's the reality, is that we have a, an enemy and we have adversity as we pursue spiritual things. As we pursue the kingdom of God, there is an enemy trying to distract you, deceive you, and keep you ignorant of the very things that God wants to pull you into. And so community will keep you protected. It reminds me of um, several years ago, we went on a mission trip, and we were in Africa, we were in Rwanda, and uh, the people that we were with, they took us on a safari. It was my first safari, uh, and only safari, and it was amazing, I loved it. We got into the buses with the teams, and we were all so excited, and the one thing I talked about the whole time was I wanted to see the lions. Right? I was like, I wanna see the lions. And he's like, listen, we always see the lions. Don't even worry about it. There's like six to 10. It's gonna be amazing. You're gonna see them. Um, this safari was six hours long and I enjoyed every second of it. And so we're seeing baboons and elephants and giraffes and we're seeing different kind of deer and just names of things I've never heard of. And finally, like right at the end uh, of our safari, we get to this, this, this crazy open field. And in the open field, are, are every kind of animal. I mean, the, the giraffes and the, the zebras and everything, and they're all kind of like piled together. They're herded around, and it was just kind of this like Lion King moment. Like I was just expecting a lion to be like, to like rise up like a Simba moment. Didn't happen, but, because uh, I didn't, spoiler alert, I didn't actually see the lions. But, but I asked the, our guide, I said, hey, wh why do they do this? Like I, I haven't seen anything like this in our six hours of driving. Uh, what is it that they're, What's happening here? He said, honestly, man, he said, as you get here, he goes, uh, they understand something. They understand that there's protection uh, in the herd like this, that when the lions actually do show up, like those lions that you're looking for, they're looking for them too. Like the lions that you wanna see, he said, so people hang out with the giraffes, man, because those giraffes, they have, a, they have a vantage point, they have a perspective that the rest of them don't. And so what happens is if that giraffe starts running, everybody starts running. If that giraffe takes off, they know there is danger in the area and it is time to go. And the reason that I share this is because oftentimes and every time is we have blind spots to things. We just have things that we can't see, that there are times when, when, and when you're in a relationship, this is how you stay protected. I've had so many conversations of, on both ends of, of the coin here, on both uh, sides of the coin, where I've been the person who is deceived in a season and it took community to call that out in my life. 
and to say, hey man, uh, some of these habits and some of these things and, and the way that you're treating so-and-so and the way that you're talking about this person, and he said, that's wrong, and it's not what God's best for your life, and I wanna help protect you and, and help you to understand you've been distracted, you've been, de you've been deceived in this area. I've been on that side where I've connected with people and say, hey man, there's something better that God has for you, and I love you enough to say something about it. Who is your community? The community of people that will surround you and they'll tell you hard things, they'll protect you, but they'll also push you. They'll be the people who say, hey, didn't you say that you wanted to lose weight this last year? Like, weren't you the person who said that you wanted to, um, to write that book? Like, weren't, didn't you say that you wanted to, 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 to change some things in your marriage? Aren't you the person who said, and, and that community is there to push you to move forward. If I could just be vulnerable for a moment, like I have actively tried to stop working out um, multiple times, but I have a community of people around me, uh, Kevin Bjorklund, there's some different people who just constantly text me, and they're like, hey man, see you at the gym tomorrow, and I was like, I, I wanna lie to him, um, but I, you know, I'm a Christian and a pastor, I shouldn't do that, and so I wanna be like, hey, sorry, I'm busy, and so he just helps me, right? There's people around me that I'm like, hey, he's like, didn't you say you had some of these goals? And so you need people in your life, a community of God, that they're gonna help protect you from the deception and the, and the prowling lion that walks around trying to destroy and devour the call of God in your life, and you need people to help push you to those next levels that sometimes are really uncomfortable. It is so uncomfortable to move from a comfort zone to something unknown, but when God reveals it, the community of God should know it around you. And so, again, I just wanna remind you, this is why we do summer groups. This is why we have summer groups right now as a church. We're launching this weekend. You can go to victory.com forward slash groups and you can get connected to so many types of groups. I'm like business groups and, and workout groups. I'm gonna maybe jump in that one or like Bible study groups and different things that God's calling you to do and be a part of. I know it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to show up into a new environment to maybe introduce yourself to someone for the first time. Some of you are introverts, but regardless, this is where God calls us to be and what he calls us to do, and it's because he's trying to lead us into divine destiny and divine assignment for our life, amen? All right, number three is that he calls us to courage. He calls us to a place of courage in our life. So God wants to give you a cause. God wants to give you the community of God, and then God wants to give you courage to be able to step into the things he's called you to step into um, because it takes courage to embrace change. Let's just be honest. When things are changing around us, it takes some courage because it can be scary. Like, it could be a scary thing to be like, man, things are changing and, and shifting around me. Pastor Paul's been talking about the, the new normal and, and how things are shifting around us and changing, and, and that can be a scary feeling uh, in our life. But the Bible says that he wants to give us courage so that we can face the changes that are all around us. I, I know for me, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that even when I go to a restaurant, like when I go somewhere, um, I, I go to that same restaurant and, uh, for a particular meal. Is anyone else like that? It's like, I know I'm gonna go to this restaurant because I'm getting that meal, and, and I love it. I don't have to change it, I, I, I know what I'm getting, it's comfortable, it's nice, it's known, it's familiar, it's what I love. Uh, I, when I'm in the mood for something else, I'm gonna go to that restaurant, I'm gonna get that particular meal. I'm not gonna change it up. My wife, she'll be like, let's look at the menu, and she'll pick something new all the time. And I was like, she'll be like, why don't you try this? I was like, whoa, it's working. I'm not trying to mess it up. I'm not, right? And then, and then the few times that I have, right, sometimes I've been pleasantly surprised. Most of the time when I change it up, I've been like, this is why I get the same meal every time. I'm so disappointed in this date night meal. I don't know what's going on, right? Like, Let's just talk about it, it's real. Um, I don't like changes that I can't control. I don't like changes that I didn't see coming. I like just, it's my normal, it's what I like, right? But here's what I love, because this is what God says to Joshua in Joshua 1.9. He says, have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 
God shows up to Joshua and he says, okay, Joshua, it's time for change. Like things are changing. Things are, are shifting around you. I'm, I'm moving you. My, my, my servant Moses is dead and it's time for you to step up and to lead these people into the promised land that I promised their forefathers. After years of slavery, after years of the wilderness, it is time. A Kairos moment is upon us. The window has opened, and it's time for you to take these people into the promised land. And there's this beautiful vision, this beautiful dream, this beautiful word from the Lord that just shows up, and he says, so don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid. It's going to require some change. It's going to require some things to shift, and it's going to require some of that. But be strong and be courageous because you need to embrace the change that I am bringing. And all because of this, I want to release blessing. I want to release prosperity. I want to release the advancement of the kingdom of God. I want to release some things to you and to my people. And so I'm calling you to make a shift and a change to move into that thing. And it will require courage. Because here's what happened. I guarantee this. I know human nature. And I'm sure there were people who heard the vision and they were stoked about it. Joshua 1 actually says that. There were people like, we're going to obey you. We're going to follow you. Let's do this thing. But you've been around people long enough to know some things, right? Like there's some people around there who were kind of like, you know, the wilderness isn't all that bad. <laughs> like, like the word of the Lord shows up. I'm moving you from here to there. I'm trying to get you into this place. And you know that there were some people who were going like, Joshua, hold on a minute, man. Like, listen, we've got real strong community here. Like, we, we're loving on each other. This is great. Like we got families. Like we've set a life up here. I know it's. I know it's not the promised land, but it sure is in Egypt. Like it's not where I used to be, and I know that God's calling me there. But like I think sometimes we have to recognize that good is the enemy of best. That when God is trying to pull pull you into a best life, a best situation, or your best influence for the kingdom of God, is that we can't settle in the wilderness season thinking this is just good enough because it's not the slavery we used to be in. And this is the journey that God brings his people on as he's trying to lead them. He's trying to pull them on mission. He's trying to reveal things to them. But, but, but that, that vision, that dream, that thing, it requires change. Those people are probably thinking, you know what, man? Like, man, if we go into that land, like, ah, oh, like we're gonna have to battle some people. Like we don't have to battle in the wilderness. We're gonna have to take ground in cities of Jericho and Ai and all says, man, like that just sounds like a lot. Like I don't even feel qualified for that. We're not even, we're not like great warriors. Like I don't even know how that's gonna happen. Like, and we can talk ourselves out of the very vision and dreams that God's trying to place into our hearts and it's, and it's not godly. And I just sense that there's some of us even here and you're, you're watching at the sound of my voice even right now is that there are some things that God's put on the inside of you but you keep disqualifying yourself because you don't wanna make the necessary changes with the season shift that God is bringing in your life. We have to be aware of the season that we're in. I think some of us were frustrated, we're disappointed, we're, we're confused because God changed the season but you didn't change with it. Like you went from a winter season to a summer season but you're still, you're still wearing your winter clothes and you're frustrated by it. And you're like, what is happening? Like what's going on the inside of me? Why isn't God faithful? No, 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 he's faithful, he's asking you to change. And some of those things that, that when you were in your prayer time that came up on your journal were like, yeah, I should do this and I do sense God's doing that. God's speaking things to you even right now in the season. And he's asking you to be faithful. He's asking you to be a good steward. He's asking you to recognize the times that he's maybe changing your season and your frustration is that you're not changing with the season. You're, you're just comfortable. You're just great even in a wilderness season. Isn't it amazing that even in toxic environments we can just become so comfortable with it Stop believing that God actually has anything beyond it. That we're just like, you know, this is good enough. Let's stop here. And I'm just telling you, the word of the Lord is he's activating you to a new season, to a new thing, 
to the blessings and the dreams and the vision that God has for your life. And kind of close with this story. And uh, I remember when I was a freshman in high school, I, I bought these, uh, my, my parents bought them. I didn't buy anything as a freshman. My parents bought me some, uh, some, some Jordans, right? I was in the basketball team and got these beautiful white Jordans. I loved them. And uh, you know, I'd wear them, you know, go to practice, wear them in the game, whatever, and just kind of like put them up on a stool. It, it, it could have been idolatry. I don't know. I'm gonna have to repent for that later. But uh, it was, <laughs> now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of Old Testament idolatry. Um, and so anyway, but I loved my Jordans. So you get the picture, right? So I love the Jordans and I, I like them, whatever. So here's the crazy thing. That summer, I grew like six or seven inches. So I was kind of a short kid. I was like 5'2 as a freshman. Uh, and I grew like seven, six, seven inches that over that summer. Just hit this growth spurt, uh, whatever. But here's the thing. I did not want to let go of those Jordans. I had outgrown them. I really had. I, I, I couldn't wear, I, I, would, I would fit into them. I was still running in practice. I was still trying to wear them. It was uncomfortable. It was hard. It, it was, I was like, what am, what am I doing? My dad shows up one day. He says, hey, Mark. He goes, hey, you got to stop wearing the Jordans, man. You got to stop wearing the Jordans. You've outgrown them. I was like, Dad, but these are my Jordans. These are such a blessing. These are awesome. I love my Jordans. He said, hey, man, so you're, they're, they're actually going to stunt your growth. Like, what, like right now, like you're trying to fit into something that is going to be a lid. It's going to stunt the very growth your body's trying to produce right now. And, and I say that because some of us are, are in seasons like that where we're in places where what once was, was your yes to God. God moved you into a certain job, into a certain friend group, into a certain environment. He, he birthed things in your heart and you took steps that were uncomfortable and steps of faith seasons ago and you stepped into this thing and God's shifting it now. And so your, your, your commitment to stay planted in a place that God's trying to call you out of, it was once obedience and now it's disobedience. It's now a place where God is saying, listen, yesterday's blessing is today's restriction. I'm trying to get you to a place of growth and to a place where I can take you to new levels and to new things, but you've gotta let go of the emotional attachment that you have to the thing I gave you yesterday. You've gotta know that God is good enough, he is trustworthy enough, he is faithful enough to lead you into the very thing that you are wired and created for. There is divine design for your life, that there are things that God, assignments that he's placed on your life that he wants to move you into. But I think he's also trying to show us what areas right now are we not admitting the emotional attachment to? That man, I, I am attached to that man. I, I feel like I have to get, I have to let go of some of those things and just trust that even though it's uncomfortable, God is moving in me into my best days. We say that for a reason. My best days are right in front of me. They're not behind me, they're in front of me. And God's changing things, he's moving things on your behalf. And I just pray that you receive this today. You know, I just believe that there's so many of us, um, even just watching right now, where we're in a season of trying to figure out what's that thing for me? What is it that God's called me to? I do feel like I'm wandering. I do feel like maybe I'm going backwards. I do feel like I, I don't have this, this passionate pursuit of life like I used to have. For some of you, it's really difficult to wake up in the morning. You wake up, you roll out of bed, here's another day, just doing what I'm supposed to do, provide for my family or take care of the kids, but I've lost my passion in it. I've lost my, my sense of motivation. I've lost that Holy Spirit fire on the inside of me. And I just wanna remind you that if you get back to the secret place, God will reveal some things to you. He will give you a fresh cause and an anointing and an empowerment for that place, a cause on the inside of you. Some of you though, you have some of the cause uh, or as you're searching for it, but you've lost your community. I think this pandemic, what it's done for a lot of people, it's, it's helped people recognize and realize that even though they were showing up in rooms with thousands of people, they were still living in an isolated way. That there was nobody, that nobody knew what they were walking through. Nobody knew the problems and the struggles that they had. There was nobody there to celebrate with them when they walked through really triumphant uh, seasons of their life. And I just wanna encourage you, who are the people that God is, is opening your eyes to all around you? 
I mean, just this past week, there are people that we know God has assigned to our lives, people that we submit our lives to, elders, um, somewhere in the, here in the church, our pastors. There are other people who, who are church members here that we submit ourselves to, that we come and we say, hey, we're, we're, we're looking to make a big decision. This is a, a financial decision, and we don't wanna do that in isolation, so we invite you into that, and would you help us with that process? Hey, we, we, we wanna launch this kind of thing over here. We wanna do this, would you? and we bring in counsel. We bring in the community of God to help us move us to those places that God's called us to go, and the courage of God that he has for you. I'm telling you, right where you are, there's things that God's spoken to you. There's things he's calling you to do, but you just need the courage to take the step. You need the courage to trust that God will be faithful, that even though it's uncomfortable, even though it's unknown, even though you just feel like God is leading you with your eyes closed, he's faithful. And he's gonna lead you to the place he's called you to get to. So Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I just thank you right now for every person watching. Whether they watch it right today or tomorrow or next week in a year from now, God, I just pray, Lord, that, uh, that you would remind them, God, that you would reveal to them, God, not only the things that you've called them to, but you would activate them, God, into the divine assignments that you have for their life. Father, I pray that you'd bring clarity, God, that we just bind confusion in the name of Jesus. God, I just pray that you would even bring divine appointments and connections, people, Lord, that you've called them to walk with, to do life with to grow with God, those who they can surround themselves with who call on a pure heart from God, uh, call on God from a pure heart. Lord, I just pray, God, that you would give them courage, God, that you would move into that place, that you would give them an ability, Lord, to go beyond their fears, God, beyond the fear of man, beyond the fear of what someone may think, the fear of looking foolish, that you would help them to fear you, God, to submit and yield to you, to reverence you and your opinion above all else. Maybe you're watching right now and you're saying, that's me, I, I, I'm in a position right now where um, I need some changes to be made. I, I'm in a position where I need to su submit and surrender my life to Jesus. You know, the first change that we have to be courageous enough uh, to embrace is the change of salvation. Some of you are watching this, some of you are right now, maybe you've been far from God, maybe when you were a little boy or a little girl, you went to church, but you walked away and you kinda did things your own way, you've gone on your own path, but right now as you're watching this, you don't even know how you're watching it. I believe God's calling you right now and you're just saying, I just want a fresh start with God. I just want a fresh start in my relationship with him. If that's you, I just want you to go ahead and click the hand right there. So just so we know who we're praying with. You're watching this and right there in our chat, you can just begin to talk to our pastors there. You can begin to just identify, that's me, I need that prayer. For some of you, you need prayer for, for, uh, for just a cause. You just need a vision, a refreshment of the vision in your life. God, what is it you've called me to do? What is it that you have for my life? And, and you would just take that, that encouragement to, to start asking God. And right now you're saying, I'm asking for that. I need the vision. Just go ahead and click the hand right there. I just want you to identify, hey, I need that. I'm praying for that. I'm believing for that. You need the community. You need the courage that God's called you to. I want you to just go ahead and just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus. I recognize that I need you. I surrender my life to you. I believe that you came, that you lived a sinless life. You died on the cross and you rose again so that I could have a relationship with you. So today I say I trust you. I give you my life. I repent of my sin. Father, Show me the cause and the vision you have for my life. Reveal the community that you've called me to be a part of. Would you give me the courage to embrace the changes that you're showing me? I love you, Jesus, and I'm all yours. In Jesus' name.